Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Welcome, everyone. Are you ready to chat? We are. So today, we are going to talk about getting started with consignment, which is um, a very exciting topic. But I think we should start off, ladies, again, with talking about how our week went. So, Tiffany, how'd your week go this week? (laughs) Um, Well, I had um, very slow um, sales, like, after Christmas, or, um, well, leading up to Christmas and right after Christmas, but... Now this week, they've really picked up. I've had multiple sales a day, so I've really, it's really great. And um, my challenges are really just trying to, or are we just, well, are just really trying to, um, t- you know, to keep, schedule my time. Since I'm still part-time right now, I still have to go to my day job. But when I'm at my day job, I want to be here working in my store. So it's just, that's my struggle. <laughs> yeah, I would think that is a struggle. For sure. Mm-hmm. Libby, yeah, how was your so, week? Um, I had a great week. Uh, trying to get back into my schedule with the holidays, kind of interrupting things, taking a day off from shipping um, because the holiday is, it's hard to get back in the swing of things, but I'm kind of redoing my time blocking for the week. Um, going into the new year, I run a much more strict, hectic, early rising schedule during the holidays and the fourth quarter. Um, Now I'm going to ease up just a little bit, um, give myself a little bit of a break, maybe get up an hour later than I do during the fourth quarter. So I am really looking forward to that. Uh, Sales wise, everything has been great. We ended, my goal was to um, beat fourth quarter sales from the previous year by 15%. And we did that. So Ooh, I, I can't nice. ask for anything better. <laughs> Welcome 2021. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and my week was probably right along the same with you guys. And I think we'll probably find this is a typical conversation about um, block scheduling, scheduling your time, um, because it's ever changing in the world of consignment, I think. Um, but anyway, I had a, a good week. Mine was mixed with some good family time. Uh, which was nice. And again, we went talked last week about flexibility, the beauty of doing this kind of job. I was able to enjoy some good sales and getting some shipping out there and getting some listing of new items, but also um, have some good, good quality family time. So, um, and some struggles that I had this week, Again, probably scheduling, feeling like um, always optimizing my time. I feel like I, I want to optimize my time in all and always business, personal, um, family time, my house. It always gets pushed in the back, the house time. <laughs> so that's, I think, a continuing struggle that I, I have each week. But as far as the business goes, um, you know, I'm just growing and, and changing and getting more into it and learning more about branding and social media, which I love, as you know, that's my passion. Um, So it's great. Those are my little challenges, but they're challenges I'm going to beat. Tiffany, did you have any, any other challenges? I know you talked about the business transition being a challenge. And is there any other business type challenges that you have to mention? Or was that just your big? Well, I also have um, 
um, I'm in the, still in the process of moving my inventory out to my shed. There's a, a whole, you know, process that has to happen here. My, my inventory moves out to my shed. My husband moves into the old inventory room in the house and I can set up my photo stuff here. So I don't have any of my photo stuff set up. So that's been a struggle. Um, I've been photographing jewelry because I can do that on my desk and on my little light box. So I'm really over jewelry right now because I've done so much jewelry. <laughs> and a little birdie told me you have a video of your photo process that you should share. Maybe we can somehow yeah. put that in here or put it in the comments because I think everybody would like to see the different ways that people do photography. But I heard heard a little birdie say that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd, I'd love to see it. Yes. Hmm. Oh, we, we can do that. We can do that. That was when I had to set it all up in my dining room and take it down and everything. So hopefully soon a permanent setup will be set up up here. So I don't have this problem, but, um, so that was, I had, a we had, a, we just did a ton of jewelry, like over 60 pieces of jewelry. Wow. And that's great. my helper had already drafted, like written up descriptions on each piece, but I had to photograph each piece, which is time consuming. Anyway, I had a goal to get all of that done by December 31st. And, um, I was four short. <laughs> there, oh, were so close. <laughs> there were four four pieces of jewelry that do not fit in my little light box because there's like super long necklaces with multi strands and they just need better photographs than I can put in my little light box. So there were extenuating circumstances. It wasn't yeah. like you just couldn't get to them. You needed no, no. I, mean, no. I was up. I was. I finished them all by like eleven thirty on the thirty first, <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, I do need to bring in the mannequin and set up a light and just put them on the mannequin. So yeah. uh, that's what I'm going to be working on. Those four that I couldn't get done. Yeah. So won't that be a fun episode all about photography, all the different places that we've shot things and maybe sharing the way that they look in different different places and different backgrounds and lighting. Because mm -hmm. um, I know we've done photography with so many different you know outdoors indoors mannequin wooden tables um yeah and they well, all I've have tried positive the more thing too I did that one time and it was a disaster <laughs> like oh really I thought oh the natural sun will be great no mm -hmm. we have too many trees in our yard it was all dappled every picture was dappled with the it was just uh, it was terrible <laughs> so, yeah yeah it is very nice if you can get the true full natural light but yeah trees trees could cause an issue for sure yeah Libby, how about you? Any challenges that you, that were noteworthy this week? Um, you know, I think just uh, consignment chats itself and launching this, this podcast and getting our website up and our Facebook page and our groups and um, just making sure to fit that into my schedule and give it the time it deserves and, you know, connecting with new people. So that's a new thing that I'm going to add into my schedule and I'm you know, working kind of through that process now. So, um, yeah, making time for all of you. <laughs> right? Yeah. We want our no, time. <laughs> there's still shipments, too, that another struggle is there's still shipments, too, that aren't, haven't made it. Shipments that I, you know, orders that we shipped out early in December still aren't there. Yeah. People. True. So that's a struggle. Yeah. True. So let's move on to our main topic because I am uber excited about hearing this. And this is definitely more um, aligned with the, the two of you. Um, I'll be posing more questions because I've been curious because I did not technically start my own business. I got into consignment by Libby hiring me. 
Um, so I'm, I've been through a lot with her, but I'm really excited for you guys to share with our listeners all of the different aspects of getting started with a consignment business. So, um, and I think obviously the first place to start, most importantly, once you've decided, yeah, this is something I really want to look into is a business name, which is part of what I do branding wise. Um, but business name, there's different businesses. We had to come up with one for this business too. Right. Um, but each of you have your own separate consignment businesses. So Libby, talk a little bit on that subject. So what is your business name? My business name is Conchi Consignment. Um, that was the name of the town we started in. It was Conchahawken and everybody lovingly calls it Conchi. Um, I went through a couple iterations of names and ideas and taglines and all of that. Um, and I wouldn't get, like, if I was you, I wouldn't get too hung up on the business name, but it is nice if you think about that first, because you're going to be opening, let's say, a Poshmark and an eBay, and maybe you want, eventually want to make sure the domain name is available, and you want all of that to kind of match up. It will just save you a lot of headache down the road, a lot, a lot of headache. Because <laughs> when you have to change those things, it makes um, branding difficult. But I wouldn't get too hung up on it. Like, choose a name and, and go with it. Make sure, you know, it's generally available for a Facebook business page that nobody else is using it. Uh, one of the things, one of the pieces of advice, of advice that I got early on, which I thought was really good, was to have the name of what you're doing in your business name. So I'm Conchi Consignment. Consignment is in my business name. There's no doubt about, about what, what we do. do. Um, it's not for everybody. And maybe you're, you know, a, you're a different kind of reseller. You resell in different ways. Maybe you don't want consignment in your name. But if there is something that kind of describes the business, it saves you a little, a little explaining down the road. So um, um, I have a question with Conchi consignment, you used a location name. Would you recommend that? I mean, you've moved locations now, but you still get a lot from the Conchhocken area. Um, are you still glad you did that? If you could do it all over? I mean, this is just an honest off the cuff question. I probably would because it's a shortened name of the town. It's not the official name of the town. Um, it could be somebody's name for somebody that doesn't know Conchahawken. It doesn't really mean anything to them. It's just okay. a, a cute little name. I don't know if I would use the name of a town, um, but okay. I don't know. I was just I really total curiosity since you, yeah. Yeah, we were so well branded and we did such a good business in Conchahawken and still do. Um, yeah. That I will always keep that. I will always keep that name. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, Tiffany, one what's the name? I, one oh. of the things before we move on, I just wanted to say um, with getting started is just not to get overwhelmed, not to overthink, just keep moving forward. Just, you know, take those first steps. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get hung up on anything like choosing a business name. If you really can't do that, just, just keep moving forward. This is just one thing that might make it easier for you down the road to think about up front. Um, one of the things Molly and I always say, or actually Molly's husband and I always say, <laughs> is that um, it's a quote from Winston Churchill, and it's um, perfection is the enemy of progress. 
So don't get too hung up. Keep moving forward. It doesn't need to be perfect, but you do need to keep, you know, keep moving. So, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt That's you. okay. No, that, go ahead. <laughs> this is the perfect time to share that quote. And I'm glad you did. And yes, you and my husband say that to me all the time because I, uh, I'm a perfectionist and I'm the type that would get hung up on it and not want to do it till it's perfect. And you, that slows your progress. And not good. So Tiffany, tell us your business name and how any, any other input you want to put on naming your business and the ins and outs and all that good stuff. Well, my business name is Tiffany's Treasures and Trinkets. And um, my story is a little different because I started selling on eBay just personally, just my personal stuff around the house. So my eBay name is actually my you know, abbreviation of my real name, not my business name. Um, because I was never planning to make it a business at the time when I started. So you can't, you can do that. You can start without a store on eBay. You can start just selling under your name or any kind of um, ID that you want to create there. But um, when I decided to make it a business, um, I kind of, I love alliteration <laughs> and um, I wanted to do something with the T's <laughs> And so I, I even, I tested it. I even put several um, recommendations out on Facebook and had people vote on them and things like that. But I did, not, I did not check um, all the, all the places to see if it was taken. And so if you, if you Google Tiffany's treasures and trinkets, you'll find many different variations. There's a lot, there are lots of Tiffany's treasures. There are Tiffany's trinkets and treasures. There's, you know, so it's not totally unique. And if I had to do it again, I might change that. Um, but, um, and the other thing is it's long. It's a long name. <laughs> and um, Poshmark. To think about, yeah. Yeah, on Poshmark and Mercari and different places, you can't put something that long. Even on Instagram, it's very long. And you have to, on Instagram, I have to leave out the and. So it's Tiffany's Treasures Trinkets. So, you know, there's these things that you have to think about. Um, and I didn't really think about all that uh, when I did it. Um, but so like on Macari, I think it's just Tiff's Treasures. I mean, you can't really put the whole name. Um, anyway, so those are things to think about. Um, and now uh, my problem on eBay now, because it's still in my personal name, is that like when I print out shipping labels, it has my personal name instead of the business name, which doesn't keep it in people's mind. Um, or let them find me on Facebook or Instagram, things like that. So these are things I need to change. Uh, you can change that on eBay and I will just haven't gotten to it yet, but I will. So those are my, my, my thoughts. So I love that yours is so different from um, Libby's journey with it because I'm, it hasn't affected your sales, correct? I mean, you're still a very successful business, but obviously you're moving from part-time to full-time. So that just goes back to Libby's quote, you know, it, don't, don't let it hold you back if you're starting one way versus another, because mm -hmm. there's success in, in all ways. And really mm -hmm. from the branding aspect, um, both have their ways. I mean, Tiffany, as you're using different um, links of your name and ways to get them in the different platforms, your logo is what will continue that branding. Um, even mm -hmm. though the, the names may change a little, your logo is going to continue 
to connect you and brand you. So there are ways to still be successful. Um, And even though there's a lot of others out there with that name, clearly it doesn't affect your sales and your ability to get yourself out there. So that's great. The the logo is a whole nother story. We can do a whole episode on naming and logos, but absolutely. because I have a little bit of regret about my logo also. <laughs> so, uh, and, and also what Libby was saying about how to have what you do in your name would help because also when I named it, I wasn't thinking about doing mainly consignments, but that kind of fell, I kind of fell into consignments because mm-hmm. my right. friend so much to consign. So I have to have a tagline underneath my name showing, you know, saying what I do. So that's, you know, it's all stuff to think about. And, you know, I didn't, you know, as you evolve, things could change. So you might be stuck with something. I mean, not stuck. With, I like it, but it's just not, I would do it differently if I could start fresh now. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so we touched on this a little on episode two, but we're going to touch on it now from a beginning your business kind of way is inventory. You know, now you've got inventory flowing in because you're out there. But when you're in the very beginning stages of a new business, ladies, inventory, how do you get that? Libby, you want to start with that? Um, I, I hear most um, people that are successful resellers give the advice, and I totally agree with the advice, is start with things around your house. I mean, there is no better way to learn than to, you know, work on things from your house before you take on other people's, you know, items. Um, You know, maybe your family has stuff. I think most people, I think the number is have about $3,000 worth of inventory they can sell just laying around their house. So I think that's really a a smart way to kind of test the process, get started. Um, So, yeah, right. And that's Tiffany's story, right, Tiffany? I mean, that's how it started, your blended family. Yep, yep. And that's also good because you're not you're not putting out any money. You're not going to lose money if you if you mess up a sale. Because I, in the beginning, I messed up sales. Like, I, I wasn't, I didn't have a scale. And I wasn't weighing things and figuring out shipping ahead of time. And sometimes I would lose money because of the shipping, um, which we can also talk about in a whole episode. But but anyway, so if you're selling your own items, you know, it's not that big of a loss if you mess up on like that. And you will make mistakes. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. It's part of the learning process. You just have to keep moving forward and and learn from it, honestly. It's going to happen, so prepare yourselves. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And what do we say about making mistakes? I've always, I even I've taught my son this from the beginning to the end. Everybody makes mistakes. The best way to handle them in any way in your life, but especially with a business like this is be honest. Yeah. Own it. Own your mistake. Tell them what happened. Be apologetic and offer options of how to fix it. And I'd say 999 Nine percent of the time, your response is is good when you're just honest about your mistakes mm-hmm. and you own them and you say, "I, you know, I messed up." Yeah, and yeah. Um, so real quick, because I know we're going to get we we have so much information to share, and we really are, you know, not wanting to overdo these episodes. But on the inventory, we talked about starting with your own. Any quick, like, bullet advice of the next step beyond that, Tiffany? What next be 
done that, if, you know, you have your stuff you started when you blended your family. What was your next step? What got you to the very next um, inventory well, that wasn't what was in there? If you're, um, if you're doing consignment, uh, just start talking to friends and family and just, you know, just tell them what you're doing and they'll just start handing you stuff. <laughs> Usually, as long as they understand that, you know, that you get to set the prices and that there's a, you know, the percentages are worked out ahead of time. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, in addition, my family never comes to visit me. The Most of my family lives about an hour from me. So um, we go up and down the turnpike. Um, I say nobody ever comes to visit me without bringing me inventory. I, I can't get them to stop. <laughs> Just come visit me. Just say hello. But no, there's always inventory coming with them. That's true. That's, and boxes and packing material and everything else they always bring with them when they come see me. So we've got our inventory, we've got our business name, or maybe we don't, but we've got our inventory. We're moving on. And then we go where am I going to sell this? Mm-hmm. Platforms. Tiffany, what can you tell us about platforms you use and choosing them? Um, well, I know What's a lot it? of people are kind of afraid of eBay because it's a little bit, they might think it's a little bit more difficult than say some other ones, like um, even like the quick apps, like um, let go or offer up or Facebook marketplace or whatever. But um I think starting with eBay is the best option, best place because it gets you the most exposure. It's the um, most people know eBay <laughs> and will go there if they're looking for something, especially if it's unusual. And um, so I would start there and you can do this even if you don't have a computer, you can take your pictures on your phone and list from your phone and do everything from your phone if you'd like. Um, I don't, I use my computer, but you can you use your phone for most of these apps. Libby, any um, input on, um, and this is kind of blending us into the next topic in starting our own business so we can kind of mix them together as Tiffany yeah. just did is the, you know, how, what are you going to use to list with? And they kind of do go hand in hand in this topic. So um, on the platforms and also what you use to list. Yeah, I, I've tried so many different platforms. Um, I love to learn new platforms. I don't always stick with them because I don't find they're worth it. I do probably 95% of my business on eBay. Um, I love it. It is a little bit harder to learn. Um, I think it depends on what resources you have available. Like Poshmark, if you're going to sell solely on your phone, let's say you don't even have a computer. Some people don't even start with start without a computer. They just have their phone. I think Poshmark is probably the better option for that. Um, if you have the computer and the phone, um, I think eBay is great because once you learn that, it's easy to cross list to other platforms. So I would say pick one platform and master it. And you'll be so much better off. Don't spread yourself too thin. Just get started on one platform. It is so much easier to learn all those skills and learn something inside out and really build your business than spread yourself too thin at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think Macari is good to start with too on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's some things on some of these apps you can't even do on the computer. Like in Macari, you can't even chat or use the messenger thing on the computer. You have to go to the phone to do it. Okay. Yeah. And I think, and there's a whole nother episode talking about the ins and outs of the different platforms with the use of the different um, technology and how to list, because 
they all have things that you learn from that are better on a computer versus better on a phone. What, you know, when you list from eBay from your phone versus when you do an eBay listing on the computer, there are differences in the two and Mm -hmm. I'm using an iPad and those kind of things. So um, that's a whole nother episode that we can get into um, for sure to get more detailed in, in that. Um, so next, you've got your inventory, you know where you're listing it, you make your first uh, sale, and now you got these labels that you have to print. How do we print these labels? And what do we print them on? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you probably should have a printer. There are ways you can do it without having a printer if you're just getting started. I know eBay has a new feature where you can uh, use the QR code in the post office from your phone and print the label. Um, I think especially during these time, these COVID times, I think it would be very um, time consuming and difficult to do that. So if you could invest in a printer, um, I think that would probably be one of the few things you would actually need to, to get started and to be able to do it efficiently. And any printer will work. Um, we, again, will probably do a whole episode on, you know, printing labels and shipping. I personally use the uh, Rolo thermal printer. Um, it's changed my life. Got it last year. <laughs> Makes my life so much better. Um, but up until that point, I had used a laser jet um, and printer. And um, Tiffany can speak a little bit to that and the kind of labels she um, uses. But you don't, need okay. it. you don't need anything fancy. A regular printer will work. If you're stuck and don't want to invest in a printer and don't have one, you can go to the post office and use the QR code. Mm-hmm. So for years, uh, well, I just got a thermal printer for Christmas. So for years, I was, just, I was just using my regular household inkjet printer, which, you know, you can buy now, I think for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that much. Um, and you can just print a regular plain old paper and then tape the, the label to your package. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I was using these, these full sheet labels, they're, they're half sheet, they're split in half. So you run them through and then you pull half out and you turn it around and put the other half in to print the other side. That's what I was using. And then when you get the thermal printer, you get labels that look like this, the four by six labels, and they come in a, a big roll like this depending on your printer I guess but mine does like this <laughs> I don't know I don't have a lot of experience with other printers yet but does your come like that Lemmy? like in a rolling I can use either the fan fold or the roll I just use the fan fold um it's, it was less expensive so well and I'll link, we'll link all this up in the show notes like we'll link the printer and you know mm-hmm. some of the labels we use if you guys are interested in seeing um, what we use so your does your um your labels go inside the machine or do they sit out the back the fan fold they're they're um out the back and so okay. the, for the rollout it, you can use either one but they both just feed through the printer okay well this this roll fits inside my printer oh okay so, you have something one totally I, different okay. so it takes it takes up less space on my desk because it's all in there together yeah anyway there's lots of options like we said a full episode on that can kind of come up out of here and I'll throw in there real quick that I do the kind of beginner old-fashioned way I've got the regular printer I print it out on regular printer paper I cut the labels out I clear package tape them onto the box um 
One thing I've learned, I want to graduate to a thermal printer because Libby has always taught me when working with her in the business, time is money. And the more time you take, you know, and, and you got to buy the paper and you got to buy the tape and it's using more of your packing tape. Um, but it's also taking me more time, um, which is more money that, you know, if I look at that time-wise. So your volume um, increases, it's definitely a a big time savings. Like when I got, yes. to, you know, let's say I'm shipping out 15, 20 packages a day. I mean, it's literally saving me close to an hour to have the, the role. But until your, you know, volume is up a little right. bit, I don't know how much the savings, um, time savings would be. Well, when I grow up, I'm going to get a roller print. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is the, uh, the cost of the, uh, the ink. The ink cartridges for inkjets. Yeah. I mean, you're going Absolutely. through a lot, and that's they're expensive. They're they are. almost you buy a like a four pack of the four colors. It's almost as expensive as a new printer nowadays. So, like you know, it's yeah. a lot. Absolutely. I mean, I so, got my last two laser jets. Um, they were actually consignments by some of my consigners. So um, it is a common thing people can sign. So maybe somebody in your family has one sitting around that, you know, you might be able to use. Um, people get rid of their old printers when they run out of ink a lot of times. So there, there's probably one you can pick up if you just ask people. Yeah, sure, sure. That's okay, right there is a whole nother episode also. <laughs> when people give you stuff to consign and you keep it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have stuff, I have that problem too. <laughs> I am my I, I can be my best customer I I can be my and I can be Libby's best customer and Tiffany I did go on your store the other day and oh you've got somebody that wears my size shoes and oh my oh my yeah. <laughs> so we've got our labels now where do we get our shipping supplies from I know there's many different ways you can do it I know we all prefer and Tiffany's got some great things with that. Um, I tend to use USPS free stuff um, because I don't ship that much. One delivery, it sits here and it takes me a while to get through it. But I do save my boxes that I get shipments in and use that. But Tiffany, you want to talk some on shipping supplies? I talked about a little, this a little bit last week, but mm -hmm. I, do, um, I do love to reuse boxes. <laughs> I very rarely use the USPS free boxes because I don't need them because I have thousands of boxes because everyone gives me boxes <laughs> and the packing pillows and the bubble wrap and everything else. So um, that, oh, and also we could mention real quick, and we'll get into this more later, but um, if you have an eBay store, they give you an eBay quarterly coupon for shipping supplies. And so I buy all my eBay tape through that. So it's free. Um, the one thing I do pay for is, um, poly mailers because I like those for clothes better than a box. And, um, I just think it looks, you know, it's, it's nicer. And so I do pay for those, or you can get some of those on the, with your eBay coupon also, but they say eBay on them. And so if you're selling on Poshmark or Mercari, that's kind of a problem. So I do buy some on Amazon, um, that are, you know, just a colorful, um, colorful poly mailer without any markings on it. Yeah, so to get started, um, you should have a couple poly mailers on hand if you're, um, and we'll link some up in the show notes below. Um, you should probably have a couple poly mailers on hand. You can use the 
you know, if you get shipments from Amazon or eBay, you can reuse some of those um, if you're not ready to go out and buy them. But just make sure you have a couple things ready to ship your orders um, when you're getting started. So you're not running around at the last minute. Oh, this shirt sold or oh, this, I don't know, vase sold. I don't, I don't have the thing. Make sure you have that up front. You can walk into the post office and get a lot of um, free shipping supplies. Some things you have to go on the website and order. I usually go on the website and order just because it's shipped right to my door and it's a little easier. But just make sure you have a couple things on hand um, to ship your items. So you're well, one other thing to invest in that we need to talk about is. Oh, I was going to say that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I do have. That's what killed me in the beginning because I didn't have a scale. <laughs> Yeah. but you have to have a scale and they're not that expensive, you know, 20 bucks, you can get a scale. Um, but the other point I was going to make is all the USPS free supplies are all priority mail. And a lot of the stuff that I sell is first class mail because it's less than a pound. Well, most of your clothing items are less than a pound if you sell one at a time. And I have, so that's another reason why I use the poly mailers in my own boxes, because I don't want to pay the priority. I want to save, I try to always try to save my buyer as much shipping as possible. Mm -hmm. On eBay, I can control that price, that with, by putting in the weight on Poshmark, they're stuck. You know, it's a whole nother thing. We'll talk about that. But, yeah, that's um, but I really try to keep the shipping down at, at all costs. And because I lost money in the beginning, I probably do what some other people don't do is I prepackage everything when I list it. So I store all my boxes, items that need to be in a box, in a box with the packing material all ready to go. And probably for somebody just starting out that has, let's say you have, you start out with five items and you're just getting started. That would be a great, you know, that would be a great idea. That way, you know, you have, you have what you need to pack it safely um, mm -hmm. and you're not, there's no guesswork. I mean, if you're selling all things, there's not really a need to do that kind of stuff. But because um, you, oh, that's the another thing too is like I store my clothes in bags, just a plain, you know, plain um, clear bag, mm -hmm. and um, I can show you. Well, just these 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 are called bread bags. I get them on Amazon. And most, most clothing fit in here. I have a little bit bigger bag for like bulky sweaters and stuff. So I can post a link to this too, but I tape this over, put a number on it and I store it like that. So, and then this, you can just weigh by itself and just add a couple ounces for your packing, you know, your bag or mailer. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. So there we go. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we've done a lot of, um, I guess, base information on starting your own consignment business. And as we've talked about, each one of these topics can be its own episode and will be. We'll, we'll break down more because there's so much involved. And, and if there's things that you read and you go, oh, I want to know more about, please, for sure, you know, question, give us the question, send them to us and we'll get them answered. But we do plan on spending a lot more time on each of these and really breaking them down. So we're going to move on to our chats with our listeners that we have. And we did have um, a chat with a listener this week that was very exciting. Libby, do you want to tell us a little bit about that since you were the one um, yeah, talking with her? So, um, one of our listeners, um, they just found us searching consignment on Spotify. So that was super exciting. And she reached out and, you know, 
we are what she was looking for to help kind of launch her business and get her started. She has been selling um, for a while, but wants to really ramp up the consignment. So she was very, you know, appreciative that we were doing what we were doing. So uh, that was just wonderful to have that feedback. And um, we look forward to stepping through the process with her and, you know, watching her succeed. So um, just a shout out. I, I don't want to use her name because I didn't have <laughs> So, um, but thank you. That was much appreciated this week. And um, so the biggest thing um, for us, I'm going to ask that if you're on um, iTunes, if you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that will help us out the most in search. Um, so if you, you know, search us consignment chats on Apple Podcasts and reach out and give us a review. We would appreciate it. And we do want to share some of those reviews going forward that we get from our listeners. So absolutely. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then Tiffany, what other um, social media platforms are we on and how can how can our listeners reach out to us and ask us questions or um, provide some insight? So it is very easy. We are consignment chats on everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, on Facebook, we're actually now on Twitter. Um, and then on Facebook, if you join, if you like our Facebook page, we also you can click on groups. We have a group where we and if we can have more conversations. You can just talk to us a little bit, post questions in there, you know, give us feedback, and we'll we can chat with you more um, more in there in the in the group. And we want to get the group to be um um you know a more chatty place. <laughs> So where we can continue these chats with you there. And also don't forget on YouTube, hit subscribe and hit click the notifications button. So you always know when we have new episodes, which will be out every Wednesday. Great. All right, ladies. All right. Let me, let me toast you with our country consignment. I mean, our country consignment, listen to me, our consignment chats, mugs. <laughs> hey, Christmas gift from Libby. Bye. Bye y'all. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.